We got Tom White standing by to trade. Vijay joining us from Mizuho America's covering semis. We got a 2% rally here in the stock, and we had just made highs. It looks like we're going back for him here, Vijay. Does that uh, look correct to you? Yes, uh, it does, uh, Olio. Thanks for having me on. I think, uh, obviously, Broadcom, pretty solid quarter and guide. Uh, I would say, as you look at the next quarter, they're talking about um, you know, uh, basically wireless going up 33% sequentially with iPhone, as you mentioned, uh, but also enterprise storage uh, rebounding pretty nicely uh, going out. Um, the only soft spot seems to be industrial where they talked about uh, some pockets of inventory picking up uh, or overbuilt picking up. And so they uh, talked about industrial being slightly softer looking out, but definitely one of the best place in enterprise storage uh, and enterprise recovery going into fiscal 22. Uh, I think Avago uh, sets the bar there, so. You brought your price target up to 545, so that's a nice trade uh, if one buys it here and we get there uh, just shy of 10% up from here. Uh, Vijay, the Apple connection in the next wave of phones and wireless products, what's the uh, feed through there into Broadcom over the next couple quarters? Yeah, I think uh, Broadcom is definitely probably one of the bigger suppliers to Apple on the iPhone. They are gaining share on the iPhone as well. So, you know, pushes them pretty well in front of this iPhone launch, probably mid-September, late-September kind of launch on the iPhone product. So I think definitely a good play there. Uh, but also enterprise recovery with, with uh, enterprise networking and enterprise storage uh, is another major tailwind for, uh, uh, for Broadcom. I would also note they're probably in, in the hunt for an M&A uh, if that doesn't happen, you could see them do a pretty substantial buyback um, up to the tune of probably six to eight billion, which would be about five percent of their outstanding, which uh, is a pretty nice upside to where the stock is. So, um, so a couple of catalysts up ahead for uh, Broadcom there. M and A, what looks like a target to you, Vijay? What could they spend that money on? Well, it definitely looks like they are going after the enterprise uh, infrastructure software side of the market. You know, I see you no know, Broadcom. It's about 75% semis, about 25% is uh, software. So definitely pushing that uh, software envelope because uh, they have 90% gross margins there. So it uh, becomes a very accretive to the business model, drives good uh, cash flow. Uh, so it makes a lot of sense for them. Okay, uh, Octan certainly has not been a stranger to M&A in the past, and it's generally uh, been uh, uh, positive as we see here. It's always ended up working out. So if they uh, do spend a little bit, what kind of uh, price tag do you think uh, the market would be comfortable with? I mean, does the market want them to uh, spend a, a good chunk of change here? I mean, sometimes you get that sell-off when a company you know, buys another one, but obviously with his record, uh, uh, CEO Hawk Tan, maybe this is a positive catalyst for the stock. What do you think that would mean for the for the stock? Yeah, in the past, has gotten mixed reviews uh, on some of the M&A, but I think they have done a very good job. I think Hawk is a master uh, at executing M&A at very, very attractive valuation. So he definitely want, doesn't want to be the last man standing. He wants to be the one of, when it might be one or two uh, guys bidding. And he he's definitely doesn't want to overpay. And they talked about uh, uh, the uh, target of driving greater than 10% cash returns, cash on cash returns for the M&A. So, uh, and then software fits the bill. So, uh, but but again, again, it drives a lot of free cash flow for them. Uh, it it uh, fits very well with the enterprise side of the business, enterprise hardware side of the business. So uh, there are some good uh, you know uh, indications to that. But also, if you look at the semi landscape overall, I think liquidity is there, rates are low. 
uh, you know, stock valuations are there. So I think it all uh, sets up well um, if you can find a good target. So. Hey, Vijay, on the uh, uh, supply chain front, just to close things here, whether for Broadcom or kind of sector-wide in general, what do you see as uh, the status of that uh, supply chain lockup at the moment? Does it look like now that we've gotten all these earnings, I mean, Broadcom's kind of like one of the last ones here for chips. Uh, does it look like this is going to be a, a long issue that sticks with us for a while, or are these companies on the verge of closing the supply-demand gap? It is improving. I think, for example, Broadcom did point out that lead times have been stable for them. That inventory, they have been able to build in inventories in front of a second half ramp. Uh, and in some cases, they are seeing overbuild too. So, but definitely demand is, uh, is strong. Supply chain is tight. In some of their work from home, enterprise data center lead times are like 40 to 50 weeks, um, but it has not gone up. Uh, it's been stable uh, and they've been able to secure supply and their supply is matching end demand, as they put it. So, so I think you know uh, it's still tight. There are some pockets where things are actually getting out of hand in terms of uh, overbuilding, but then there, there, there are other places where uh, the supply chain is still fairly tight. And we did put out something on the industrial side yesterday where we talked about ISM backlog and maybe even the prices, ISM prices paid have have been coming down for the last couple of months uh, after hitting a peak uh, in May June when we had the peak of constraints. So.